0: Welcome to our Transgender School podcast.
1: We're here to talk about diverse transgender identities and experiences so that we can all be better allies and advocates.
0: We'll also discuss current events, welcome guests, and share actions you can take to support trans
1: people. I'm Bridget, and my daughter Jackie came out as a transgender woman about four years ago when she was 19 years old. I was totally unprepared, but I have learned a lot since then. And now Jackie and I are passionate about sharing what we've learned.
0: When I came to terms with being trans, I realized that I absolutely needed to transition, but coming out was very stressful. Now that a few years have passed, things have gotten somewhat easier and I want to help other trans people navigate their own unique experiences.
1: Welcome, everyone, to episode 16 of the Transgender School Podcast. We are really looking forward to this very important conversation today and feel incredibly honored to have our guest with us today, Leah. And we are going to talk about religion and being LGBTQ affirming. And Leah has been kind enough to join us today and share her deep study and reflection and learnings and conclusions on this topic. So let's just start by saying hello to everybody. Hello, Jackie. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Leah. Thank Good you. Good morning, for being everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Leah, for this very important conversation. Oh, I'm so honored. You guys are like celebrities. Oh, please. (laughs) We definitely do not see ourselves that way. But I do want to say, Leah, we want to thank you because we know you've been with us from the very beginning. You came to our very first Ally webinar live. You are so kind to support and like our posts and, and, and we feel your energy out there and your comments and your loving spirit. And we're so grateful to you for that. Thank you.
2: Well, right back at you. I mean, what you two ladies are doing is just, it's really a gift. You're definitely filling a need.
1: Thank um, you. A Thank big you.
2: need for families. And so, Thank you. Yeah.
1: And you are, you know, are really our biggest demographic that we're trying to reach, you know, to just be blunt about it. Like you are a parent whose child came out just two years ago, you know, and needed, there's, a lot to learn at that stage, right? And so we're so honored that you found our content helpful at that stage. So I wanna turn it over to you. I wanna get right into this conversation because you have so much to share. You and I had a long conversation and at the end of it, I thought, oh my gosh, I wish that was the podcast episode because it was incredible. I learned so much and was so inspired, but we're gonna recreate it here for our audience. So my first question is really, please just tell us about your journey of going from, being, I would say, pretty much non-affirming, right? Non-LGBTQ affirming, um, largely because of your faith, your religious, what, what you were taught in your religion, and to being not only like affirming, but an advocate, an activist. You've read countless books. You follow the leaders in this movement of how you can be Christian and LGBTQ affirming. So tell us all about this, please.
2: All right. So, uh, well, yeah, I grew up in a from the time I was three years old in a very conservative church. And, you know, we love Jesus, the Bible. And, but I, but I was always taught and always believed it was wrong to be gay and that the Bible was clear. You know, there's there, you would go to look up the scripture. And, well, yeah, it's clear. You can't really argue with it, right? So I just kind of lived my whole life feeling sad for, you know, anyone who is LGBTQ, like, oh, they're, they're being deceived and that's just so sad. And, you know, while still having love, but feeling sad because, oh, they're really, the you know, the Bible is clear and you, you think they can't be right with God. And so you think, but when you're in your forties, you have your beliefs pretty much set, right? Especially you've grown up since you're three years old in the church. But so when our daughter she was 17 at the time. This was at the very start of the pandemic came out to, to our family one night at, at the dinner table as being transgender. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and it was very difficult, especially because of my faith. Right. So I always I had to reconcile how, how is this going to work? <laughs> of course, I'm going to still love my daughter and, you know, always be there for her, but definitely there was a a struggle there. Like, God, what does this mean? And so when, so once when she came out, I immersed myself into the study and I, I pleaded with God for the truth. Please show the truth. And eventually God showed me the truth and opened my eyes. And it's not what the answer I was looking for or expecting. But I kept reading and hearing story after story of gay people, transgender people who grew up in the church, who struggled so hard. I mean, every person that I've read they struggle so hard not to be gay. oh please god i can't possibly be gay because how can i be a christian and and love jesus and also be gay and how you know and they try and struggle so much because they don't want they don't think they can be accepted by god right and as i'm reading and studying and hearing these people's stories and i'm like this something's wrong here this can't be right and if if jesus is all about love and not condemnation then why is the church why why are we getting this wrong and so eventually i came to the, the the reality that yeah the church has gotten it wrong and even though i know their heart is in the right place my heart was in the right place i just you know regurgitated even to my children uh, what i believed because what i heard because i believed that was true i thought the bible was clear you know, there's the verses, you do it, you Google it, you read maybe an article or something. And so it was a huge, it was just a huge thing to go through to have my beliefs totally changed, right? So, but as I'm learning and studying, I'm realizing you don't have to choose between the Bible and being LGBTQ. You can be both. <laughs> you don't have to to say, well, I'm, I'm going to be a Christian, I'm going to follow Jesus, uh, but I, I have to stuff this part of me down. They, you know, you people don't have to do that. So my passion right now, and I'm overflowing with so many thoughts, so hopefully I can get it out clearly, but my passion right now is to two groups of people, for two groups of people. One is for the LGBTQ people who are struggling, like I just said, with their faith, and they think that they have to choose between can I be, do I am I a Christian or am I gonna be gay or trans or bi or Or so my, my, my heart is for those people because I want them to know they don't have to choose and that they are perfect exactly the way they are, that God created them exactly the way they are, that their creator loves them exactly the way they are. They don't need to be healed. They don't need to be fixed. They're not broken. And that's so I want to get that message out there because I know there are kids sitting in youth group week after week who are hearing from their youth pastor that they can't be gay and Christian. You know, and are that God they're not gonna inherit the kingdom of God. It's an abomination. The Bible's clear. And and my heart goes out to them. I want them to, to know the truth of God's work. And then so my and my passion for the other group of people is for the non-affirming believers, because that was me just a couple of years ago, right? And so I want to humbly ask them, please reconsider what you've been told, what you've been taught. And it's so much more than just Googling is homosexuality and what about transgender? And there's so many layers. There's nuance. There's so many layers to the cultural context, to the historical context. People have dug and dug and dug and done the work. And when I hear people say, well, the Bible's clear, the Bible's clear. It's really not that clear <laughs> on this topic. There are only six scriptures, three in the Old Testament, three in the New Testament, that are used as a weapon against gay people, trans people. There's one scripture only that that people ref- will use against transgender people and it's the a verse and I think it's in Deuteronomy that says man should not wear women's clothing and vice versa. So but you guys and I know <laughs> that a trans woman is not a man wearing woman's clothing. She's a woman wearing whatever clothing she wants and vice versa, you know? So people need to understand that first. So that, that verse is, doesn't apply, right? Mm-hmm. But anyways, so about the six scriptures, I would just humbly ask, please do the research because it's too important not to because it's really a matter of life and death. This is an urgent, urgent issue. And I I know... Changing your lifelong beliefs doesn't happen overnight. I know change takes time. But the non-affirming Christians really need to ask themselves, what if I'm getting it wrong? What if the church has gotten it wrong? And really look into not what the Bible says, but what does the Bible mean? You know, what do those verses mean? So. Okay, let me take a breath in case you want to ask me
1: something. Oh, we no, thank you so much. Yeah, go ahead. You know, I just want to say to our audience, Leah has done such deep study and we kind of talked about should we get into the specifics of it and really said no, because she's read so many books. She follows so many leaders in this movement that we are encouraging you to do that same deep study and not to ask for simple answers, right? Just like the simple assumption that she talked about that oh well the scripture is clear on this right we don't want to make it simple we want to say you have to be really smart and be willing to do deep deep work so thank you so much for sharing all of that I think it was perfectly clear and Jackie you have a question
3: yeah I don't I don't want to get i agree with you I want to keep it higher level I don't want to get too much into the weeds of scripture but I think on that point that you made Leah about what the scripture says versus what it means I, I would love to hear you elaborate on that and how struggling with that concept of literal words in a book versus intent of the scripture and intent of the faith? Um, How has that played into your journey? And, you know, things like, did you maybe at some point think, oh, well, it might say this in Deuteronomy, but it also says a lot of other totally insane things in Deuteronomy and Leviticus. And you'd be hard pressed to find anyone Christian or not Christian who actually follows Deuteronomy and Leviticus and all of these Old Testament books to the letter so that we have to at some level, no matter how strict we're being, choose to ignore some parts of that. And I think it's very interesting to see what parts of it certain people selectively focus on and ignore.
2: So yeah, so I, I believe there were 613 laws given in the old testament right and crazy stuff like you know, like, you know, people will say, oh, well, it says here that, that, you know, same sex, uh, re- sex acts is an abomination. But it also says if you plant two different seeds in the same field, that's an abomination. And, um, you know, wearing a fabric made of two different fibers, that's an abomination. So, you know, but as Christians and Jesus followers understand is that, that when Jesus came, he to, he fulfilled the law we aren't bound by those laws anymore. So even if that law about the same sex sex act is talking about homosexuality, which it's not, even if that is what it was talking about, it doesn't apply to us today because we are under, Jesus fulfilled the law. So what did, when someone asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? Thinking he was going to pick one of maybe the 10 commandments, but you know, he said, love God. And love people. And that's what works. That's what we need to do is love God and love people. And all of the other laws hinge on those two things. So, so yes, Jackie, some people pick and choose, pick and choose. But the main law is love. And that's what Jesus is about. So we can either choose to be on the side of love or on the side of condemnation, right? And where is Jesus? He's on the side of love. And that's where I want to be. And I, I don't want to come across like a placing judgment on the, the non-affirming believers or anything because I was there, you know, and I understand that line of thinking. But I sought the Lord and I and He opened my eyes. And so, so yeah, Well, back to but, uh, when you, you asked me about what the bible means yeah when you approach anytime you approach scripture it's always a good idea to ask the lord to open your eyes and show you okay what does this mean (laughs) you know and it's easy just to read it quickly and just go well those are the words that's that's what it says but it really it often does require you've got to look at the cultural context the historical context and it is a lot of work and anyway so the bible doesn't even address homosexuality the way we know being gay today so yes it talks about same sex sex acts but it's not talking about being gay it's just not the bible doesn't address it and you know you can you can challenge me but i you don't have to here's what my dad used to teach sunday school and he used to tell the kids Look, you don't have to take my word for it. You do your own study, you know. And and I encourage people to. You don't have to believe what I'm saying. I mean, this is true for me, and I believe this is the truth. I could be wrong. I don't feel like I'm wrong because I feel like I feel at peace about this. How my beliefs have changed because I feel like I'm lined up with Jesus. But you know, you do your own study. You don't have to read tons of books. And, and, you know, I haven't read all that many books, um, Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you
1: have a good list. You gave us your list. So I'm,
2: <laughs> but I've read some and I've, I've definitely, cl- I'm in the process of still reading some, right? So, and I'm, I'm still doing this research and I'm still doing because I'm so passionate about this that I want to learn as much as I can so that I can better articulate and, and explain because it's very complicated and yet it's not, <laughs> you know, and yet it's not, because if you just love like Jesus, there are some churches out there who are getting it right. And then there are some churches who, who I mean, some churches who are getting it right, who are fully affirming, right? And then there are some churches who say, well, we welcome everyone. A lot of churches are like that, right? We, we welcome everybody. But then when you get to the read the fine print, you know, is it really welcoming if, if the LGBTQ person can't get married in your church or can't serve in where they want in your church how welcoming is that you know jesus was all about inclusion and speaking up for the marginalized and um, empowering women and you know everybody is invited to the table and so as as jesus followers as christ followers as christians we need to emulate jesus and that's the, that's the bottom line you know and the church has done so much harm to lgbtq people so much harm um, that we need to make it right and we we need each other we need to be able to to do this together because people are are dying people are walking away from their faith people uh, parents are shunning their own children on the name of of god and that's just not right <laughs> It's just not right. This is such an important issue. And it is not a trend or, you know, being politically correct or anything like that. It's it's a really, really important issue that I just, since I changed my beliefs, I never thought I'd be here. And I'm so thankful for my daughter coming out because... I would probably still be just living my life and just thinking, "Oh, that's so sad for those people." Now I feel I feel sad for what the church has done to to the, the community, and I feel sad for the people who who just there. I feel sad for the the people, the non affirming believers, because while their heart's in the right place and they think they're following the Bible and they think they're following Jesus, I really think they're missing the mark.
1: Yeah, and and I wanna. Ask you about that too, because as you alluded to earlier, like this is urgent. This is so urgent right now because families are being torn apart. We're looking at legislation that's promoting tearing families apart because a because a family is affirming of their trans child, right? So it's a pretty urgent time and we know, I mean our kids and their friends, like it is so common for the, every younger generation, it, it seems in their statistics on this, you know, has a larger percentage of young people who are coming out and feeling safe safer, or at least to identify as somewhere on the LGBTQ plus spectrum, right? So the time is like now, like this is so pressing because families are being torn apart, as I said. And so I feel your urgency, you feel our urgency, you know, to have this conversation. And I'm in, you know, various support groups and Facebook groups. And this is like one of the biggest obstacles. We know this, right? And you're saying it doesn't have to be. And so I think my question is like, what are the most important things you want to say to parents particularly about this
2: right so number 1 people need to understand this is not a choice people do not choose to be lgbtq plus right and not only is it not a choice but it cannot be changed this is not this is not a phase or you know, it's, it's not something that's that can be changed or should be forced to try to change. So conversion therapy, um, any kind of reparative therapy, conver- conversion therapy, the ex-gay ministries, all of that kind of ministry is very harmful. And while parents' hearts may be in the right place and they're trying to do what they think is right, it's really doing harm great harm. So that's what I would say is understand it's not a choice. It can't be changed. It shouldn't be forced to be try to change. And um, if one, uh, well, I don't remember this exact statistic, right? But if one parent in the household is, is supportive, then the suicide and the depression rates go way, way down, right? Significantly, just having one supportive parent But some people are so concerned about being right that they elevate that over their relationship with their child or with whomever, right? But Jesus, he elevated love over the law and relationship over theology, right? So if that's what Jesus does, we should do that too, you know? So I know it's hard. I know it's difficult, but it's worth putting in the study and the work to it. Because if you don't have a LGBTQ plus child or know someone, you will eventually know someone, right? And so someone you love, someone you care about, and it sh- this is an issue that should matter to everyone. You know, it really should matter. And I was guilty. I am guilty. I didn't think it, I it didn't, I just. I didn't think I needed to do the study until someone in my own family, my immediate family. And I'm so thankful because now that I know I want to try to educate, you know, people as much as they can. So yeah, so I'm in I'm in this group called the Reformation Project. It's led by Matthew Vines. He wrote God and the Gay Christian, and he has a YouTube. And so the Reformation Project, the whole goal is to advance. LGBTQ plus inclusion in the church. So I just finished the master class. It's called, I think it's called LGBTQ inclusion in the church. And so now this week is starting. I got accepted into this program. It's called the leadership cohort. And so we're going to be learning like what I already said, how to better articulate and and gain confidence in explaining the scriptures and stuff to church leadership and to non-affirming believers. and yeah, it's really, really, it's an honor. And, um, yeah.
1: And we'd love to have you back if you want after you do that program, because you're going to learn a lot. Yeah. Jackie, you had a question, I think.
3: Yeah. I I wanted to go back to what you said about not being a confrontational or argumentative person. I think that that's a really important point. Cause I think that so much of this being stuck where it's at and people not changing their minds is because, hard conversations are not happening. And it's natural as human beings to not want to confront people and to not want to put ourselves in uncomfortable situations. And, and you know, I think I often am, that's one of the things where I may be different from some other people is that I enjoy that confrontation a little bit more. I see it as, you know, confrontation in a nonviolent way as a means to a humanitarian end is usually a good thing in my mind. And and I just want to say, I, I appreciate that you may not be an argumentative person, but by being here today, you know, you are participating in a very heated argument and you are sharing your voice in a very heated, very divisive, very personal, very ugly at times debate. And I just want to hear, you know, as someone who is hesitant to do that, what what gave you the courage to be here today and to participate in this conversation? And what would you say to other people who might feel similarly to you and might be at a similar point in their journey and are trying to find their voice and figure out how they can speak up and make a difference w- without getting too far out of their comfort zone.
2: Yes, Jackie, and yes, I am a very private person and I don't I only got an Instagram account in the middle of the pandemic, you know, <laughs> and I don't like posting my picture or anything. I'm, I I mean there are a couple of pictures on there, but anyways. Yeah, I am kind of a private person. I don't like confrontation and I'm not like a natural-born debater. And I don't think this issue should be a debate. I don't think it should be, even be a debate. However, it is a debate, sadly. And so, yeah, I am I am putting myself out there and trying to use my voice because, like I said, it's too important not to. Now that I know better, I have to do better, right? And so... That's what I'm trying to do. And yeah, it's hard and I'm worried. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to stumble over my words and I'm not going to say my message isn't going to come across in a loving way or something, you know, but I'm willing to do this because people's lives depend on it, Jackie. And so much misinformation is out there and people who who follow Jesus, Christians, it's supposed to be about love and why are Christians the one making the ones making it? the hardest? Why are Christians the ones spewing the most hate and judgment? And that's not who we are. You know, that's not who Jesus is. And of course, there are Christians who disagree with me. And um, I disagree, I would have disagreed with myself a couple of years ago. But, uh, you know, God, I believe he showed me the way and he showed me, look, you were taught wrong. You got it wrong. You know the, the Bible and, and God are not against LGBTQ people. It's not the Bible or God. It's 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 human error. It's people who have who have misinterpreted. And uh, sadly, it's the Christians doing the damage. And like I told Bridget before, I, it's really the Jesus followers. It's the Christian church that needs to be out front on this issue, showing the world how to love and how to accept and how to treat people equally we're all equal (laughs) created equally you know and so it's too important Jackie for me just to sit back even though I'm not you know an eloquent speaker or anything I still I this this issue is so important and I know people who just they either think it's not important or they think they're right and they're digging in their heels and they're just this is the way it is the Bible's clear. Here's what the Bible's clear about love. We God loves us. God loves you and and I love you. That's the more important message. So
3: that was a great answer. And and what would you say to anyone who is at a similar point in their journey out there trying to yeah. weigh whether whether they want to, you know, make their voice heard?
2: Yes, please do because making mistakes is just part of it. You know, it's just part of the learning process. We aren't perfect, but the more people we can have speaking the truth in love and letting people know the better, you know, the more people we, so if, if someone's out there and feeling like they want to change their beliefs or they feel something in their gut, like, I don't think this is quite right. I think, I think maybe it is what she's saying. Then just start listening to people's stories, go read Justin Lee's book called Torn. Go read Julie Rogers' book called Out Love and and, and hear people's stories. Go to YouTube and listen to people's stories and gain some empathy and let your heart be broken for people and and then use, use that to change the way you vote, change the way you spend your money, change the way, you know, I mean, there's just so many layers, but the bottom line is just... <laughs> we want to bear good fruit and a good tree bears good fruit and we want to bear good fruit. And part of doing that is spreading the love and the truth. And so, yeah, I know it can be hard. This is hard for me, but it's too important just to be quiet, right? It, it is an urgent matter. So it's well, a matter of life and death, really.
1: It truly is. And that's why we wanted. to so much to have you on. I only disagree with one thing you said, that you're not an eloquent speaker, Leah. I disagree with that. I think that you're not only eloquent, but what you're saying, the content of what you have to say is so powerful and so important and so timely. And I I want everyone listening to see Leah as an example of what's possible, to please hear her that just two years ago, she was someone who had taught her kids, To be transphobic, to transphobic, to be homophobic, because she, with, with, you can feel the love in her heart. Like it actually came from that love and just a misunderstanding in her mind about, right, what love truly looks like. Um, and she was able to completely immerse herself in study that completely reversed all of those views. And then she brought that to her family, her whole family, right? Your husband, your kids, you know, and now you're sharing this with us. So it is possible for any anyone and also people listening I've already been telling people about this episode because so many people come to me and say well we have that one person in our family who's super Christian or just super religious any religion by the way you know can be problematic in this area and I keep saying to people well, we're gonna have this episode we're gonna you know maybe you can send that to that person maybe if they would just be willing I don't know how long it's gonna end up being under it's gonna end up being under an hour for sure because of our time constraints right? like maybe if they're willing to give one hour like it's something That can be shared. And not just, we're talking about Christianity, but I think I do want to say, I think this applies for any religion. If your religion teaches you that you can't be LGBTQ affirming, right? So see, please people see Leah as the example of what is truly possible, whether it's you, whether it's your neighbor, whether it's your cousin, whether it's your parent, right? Like just send them this episode and be like, hey, would you just be willing to listen for an hour and see if there's anything that as you said, you know, actually strikes you in your gut, not in your, you know, but like really in your heart that maybe it is just about love. I mean, would you add anything to that, Leah or Jackie? That's just my thought about what's possible that people can take from this conversation? Because I think a lot of our listeners are not that person, right? That's why they're, although you, that's you. So I'm probably wrong about that, right? Because you started listening to us from the get-go when you were still really early on in this journey. But I think it's also something that can be shared widely to maybe make that little crack in those hearts that are closed.
2: Yes, please. Yes, please consider reconsidering what you believe on this topic, because it's too important not to. I've said it so many times, but yes, please consider, reconsider, and put in a little work. And if if you can't get past all of the, you know, the hermeneutics, the exegesis, all these big terms, and and the the study of the Greek and the Hebrew words, and if if that's just too much for you, then You know, like I said, listen to people's stories, listen to people's testimonies, and there are millions of gay people who, gay Christians, trans Christians who are out there loving Jesus and bearing good fruit and following the Bible, and they're gay, and God loves them and accepts them, and they're, they're, you know. So, yes, it is possible, and I want to make it clear, it is not a sin to be LGBTQ. It is not a
1: sin. <laughs> so you're not going to hell purely for being LGBTQ.
2: That is correct. The Bible doesn't say that. So if you think it does, then you then please do the research, dig in and do the study because it's worth it because it's so much, I'm telling you, it's so much more freeing to be on this side and I definitely, like I said, I have the peace. I am in. I feel like I, this, is where, this is where Jesus is. You know, my husband, he also changed his mind too. And he always kind of felt something in his gut, like something isn't quite right. So, yeah. So, well, yes, and I had I- to apologize to our children. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I taught you guys wrong. I didn't realize I raised my kids to be homophobic and transphobic. But sure enough, that's what I did. But I'm so thankful that I could come to them and say, look, I'm sorry I was wrong. And this is what I believe is the truth now. So, yes, change is possible, even in your 40s, even in your 70s. You can change. God can change your heart and God can show you, you know, the truth.
3: Well, and for anyone who's listening and who is really struggling to change that family member. Like my mom said, I just want to reinforce this point about how much of a difference it can make to share this podcast, to share some of our videos, because even if that one piece of media you share, even if someone listens to this whole podcast, and it does not make a difference in their mind, what you did is you change their participation in a lot of algorithms just by sending them that podcast and having Mm -hmm. them listen to that podcast. Because when we engage online, when we engage on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, it's all algorithm driven and it's all about reinforcing our existing views. It's all about taking our existing views, spitting them back at us, and in many cases, making them even more extreme than they already are. So when we're talking about being LGBTQ affirming, That's great. It's a good thing to reinforce that. And we want people's algorithms to be reinforcing more affirming content. But when people get stuck in these cycles of transphobic, homophobic, hateful content, It reinforces itself, and that's all that Mm -hmm. they get more of. And Facebook is not gonna give them affirming content. YouTube is not gonna give them affirming content. Twitter, Apple, all of these, Spotify, all of these companies are not gonna spit affirming content back at them because they only care about keeping them on their platform and making more money off of them. The people who are going to break out of that algorithm cycle. And give people affirming content are the human beings in their lives who love them and care about them and who love and care about the trans people in their lives and want to make those people affirming. And so if you are out there, please fight back against this cursed algorithm cycle that Mm -hmm. we are all in. And find your family members who have got and your friends and anyone you know who has got stuck in that hateful cycle, and just start bombarding them with all kinds of content <laughs> and when you 're around them, talk about transgender school out loud because our devices are listening to us and giving us ads based on what they hear i 'm not kidding I mean this is real, and I think it 's really important to as human beings, be intentional about how we influence those algorithms that shape the content that we that we consume and that shapes our views of the world.
2: hmm hmm
1: Yes, I, I think that no, I, I agree with you completely, Jackie, and it's so important because um, yeah, that one you know that one shift could make a difference and expose someone to ideas that they've just never even had the opportunity to consider. As Leah's been saying, you know she, if her daughter hadn't come out as transgender, she probably would have never sought out this information, right. So we have to we have to it's like it's a mountain we need to move and we need to all take those steps to move it. Now on that note, Leah, you shared with me so many resources that you've consulted with, and I want to make sure everybody knows this is a really important episode to look at the show notes because in the show notes, Leah's given us a very lengthy and well vetted list of resources. One of them that I've heard a lot about um, in our community, we have many religious people in our community. We've had debates about it on our Facebook page and in our Facebook group, of course, because we're connected with so many LGBTQ plus people, many of them are religious and very religious. And so one of the, and especially, you know, the parents whose kids are coming out, you know, and many, many of whom, by the way, I think we've le- leaned because we're trying to be influential here. We're leaning toward talking about, you know, so many people need to change their views. There are lots of people out there who are already on our side, <laughs> what I'm talking about. And I, we see many more of those people and they're, very much following us and supporting us and one of the ones i've heard a lot about is freed hearts i don't know you know how much you've looked at their i know you have you are familiar with them but there's a website there's a podcast i believe and it's a mom who i believe went to seminary right and then her child came out as lgbtq and she's just out there putting out so much content in the world about how to be LGBTQ affirming and a person of faith. And so there's so many resources out there. If you are the person listening who's thinking, oh, I do want to open my mind and heart and get more in this, you know, so many resources. We're going to have them in the show notes. Any that you want to briefly speak to, Leah, that you would point people to immediately if they're listening and they're on a computer and they're like, I'm going to go search that. What would you tell people?
2: Right. So, yes, as Jackie was speaking, I was thinking the same thing. There are so many wonderful, positive, affirming resources out there. People who love Jesus and people who love, you know, LGBTQ people. And yes, you're talking about Susan Cottrell from Freed Heart. She and her husband do a podcast. I don't remember the frequency of it, but they have, if you go to Freed Hearts, they have great podcasts. Uh, she and her husband together. And yes, she has like a viral TED Talk I think called I chose my child or something. She chose her child over the church, and yeah, I think they have five kids. I think two are, are, are LGBTQ, and she is a wonderful um, wealth of knowledge and very encouraging, very affirming, and um, yeah, they have great great content. Matthew Vimes, the Reformation Project, Justin Lee. He has a website. He's all these people I'm mentioning have websites, as well, I think, as well as books. Um, I have Susan Control. They're, they're all like ebooks, I think maybe four different ebooks. But um, Justin Lee, geekyjustin.com. And he's got little bite sized videos, which are really good. He's a gay Christian man and um, uh, written the book Torn, which is his personal story, right? And Kathy Baldock is another great voice out there. Her website is Canyon Walker Connections, and she's all all over social media, too, and she has a book called Walking the Bridge of Canyon. She's working on another book called Forging a Sacred Weapon, and she's involved in a documentary that's coming out hopefully soon called 1946, the movie that focuses on uh, the mistranslation using the word homosexual that homosexual wasn't the word homosexual wasn't in the Bible until 1946 which I never knew that and it was translated by the RSV translation team 1946 in 1971 they admitted their error and changed the word but by then it was too late so many other translations had also put that word in there so and some people will say oh well maybe the word wasn't there but the concept is still there but is it really you know go do the research. <laughs> and so Kathy Baldock, Justin Leam, uh, there's so many. Uh, Colby Martin has written a book called Unclobbered. He's, uh, he's got YouTube. He's a Christian pastor that I think he was fired from two jobs because of his affirming position. Now he has his own church. He's in San Diego. But yeah, there are, there are so many resources. One other thing I wanted to mention was, which I don't think I mentioned, is that some people can accept, okay, yes, you were created gay or trans, yes, uh, but you have to remain celibate. I don't think I touched on that point, that there are a lot of people, Christians, who will say, oh, okay, yes, you're gay. I understand it can't be changed, and it's not a choice, but you can't you can't be in a same-sex relationship because that's not, you know, that can't, uh, or a gay marriage can't be blessed by God, and so you have to be celibate, and I just have to say I fully disagree with that belief. I believe that Some people choose to be celibate, you know, gay or straight. Some people feel a calling or it's a a gift to be celibate, but God is not calling or forcing it upon an entire group of people that you have to be celibate. And I just wanted to make sure I made that point, you know, because so many Christians believe that, oh, okay, yes, you can be gay, but you can't possibly get married because that can't be blessed by God. And um, please, if that's, if that's you, you know I, I understand that that you believe that but please go do the research and and possibly consider that that's not right <laughs> because God why would God why would a loving God force a, you know that upon a whole group of people? <laughs> no he you know if people choose that I respect it but God's not forcing that onto people and we shouldn't either. So I just want to make sure I brought that point. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. I It is a really important point because it's like those people are a little bit of the way there, you know, they're getting and they, but it doesn't make any sense. If you agree that it's not something that's a sin or something that's wrong with someone, why would you then say, but you have to be punished in this way? In a sense, you can't love, you can't have a full You know, committed love the way everyone else can. So it makes a lot of sense what you're saying, and I think it's hard. You know, maybe people get there in steps and stages. Sometimes, absolutely,
2: (laughs) I know change takes time. Change takes time, especially if you've been brought up in the church. And there's a large percentage of LGBTQ people who who have been brought up in the church, and a lot of them leave the church Mm -hmm. because they don't feel fully loved, welcomed, accepted, and And that's so sad and heartbreaking, and that's not right. So we need to change that. We need to change that.
1: I, we could not agree more. <laughs> we want people to have the choice to be who they are and to be a person of faith or not, or, you know, whatever feels, whatever each person's heart is called to. Um, and w- that we hope that this is helpful in helping people to see that and to truly know that. So Leah, anything we've covered. In my mind, so much. I, I just can't wait to hear people's responses to this. I know there's going to be a lot of support in our community and a lot of sharing of this. Is there anything that you really wanted to say that we didn't ask you about that you didn't have an opportunity to share? I know you took very, very detailed notes. Leah is such a scholar, truly. You know, you're. I'm so impressed by you and your the, your depth of knowledge and study that you just dove into. So, if anything, if there's anything we forgot. To I can't
2: really take the. I mean, like I, I feel like God. It's, it's all God. He's the one who's shown me. So, I, I can't really take the credit. But
1: well, you're certainly showing up and being the, the channel for it all. We can't, we can't thank you enough for doing that with us and our, our audience. So well, we
2: just, just come back to love. You know. Yeah, just come back to
1: love. Absolutely, absolutely. So. We thank you for this conversation. We know it's a difficult one, but hopefully we are all an example. You know, Jackie and I have different spiritual beliefs. So we're not all like, you know, are, are not relevant in this conversation because it really is all about us wanting to give a platform for those who want to be LGBTQ plus affirming and be a person of faith of any faith. And we support that 100%. Jackie and I are on the same page you know, and, and and Jackie and I have different spiritual beliefs from each other even, but the, the three of us can have this conversation with deep love and respect and being completely aligned and on the same page with the message we want to send to people. I hope that that is a, an example of what's possible in the world at large. And we thank you so much, Leah, for being here to share that experience with us. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And everybody share this one you can, we promise you, you can save lives. You can help people more than you can ever imagine if you share and support the work that we're doing here. And please make sure you're following us on social media and that you have our uh, video that we have of our webinar, that you're, follow, that you're a Patreon member if you can. We're going to be continuing to put out content that is most needed in the world. There's so much going on we didn't even touch on, but I'm sure Jackie and I'll get back to at some point all the legislation. There's so much anti-trans legislation right now that that We need to be, you know, and we're posting a lot on social media about that. We need to be aware and informed and know how we can take action on that. So you'll be hearing much more from us on all of that. So please make sure you're following us everywhere. And Leah, so grateful, so thankful to you. We cannot even begin to thank you enough. And everybody, we hope that you in, got something out of this conversation and share it and learn from it. And we send you lots of love. And thank you all for being here.
0: Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to our Transgender School podcast. We hope you learned something new and that you're inspired to learn more.
1: If you enjoyed our conversation, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And please be sure to check out our website, transgenderschool.org. You'll find many valuable resources there, including news about upcoming courses we'll be teaching.
0: Make sure to join us for future podcast episodes. We'll catch you on the first Tuesday of every month.